So for me, running filled filled my, um, I, I'm not going to say loneliness because I was never lonely, but it gave me, um, it filled the void, you know, and I found friends to then run with, you know, and all these groups of people just popped up from everywhere. So, you know, for me, when I coach someone, I like to hear about what they want to do better or what they want to get out of it. So it's not what I'm going to get out of it, obviously, but for them to achieve their best. Welcome to the RMA podcast. host Nicole Bunyan, founder of Running Mums Australia. Each episode I will be speaking to everyday women who have an inspiring story to tell. We will cover the highs and lows of their own journey, the impact motherhood has had on their life and how running has inspired them to live wilder, dream bigger and change the world around them. Thank you for joining us on this new adventure that will hopefully leave an imprint for you to live out your own life inspired to conquer goals Hello RMA, welcome back to another episode of the RMA podcast. I'm glad you could join me here today. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has given me such positive feedback on the last episode of the podcast, which was with myself. Uh, It took a lot of courage and guts for me to share my story again. Um, And I really just want to say thank you to those that reached out because, you know, in sharing our story, we can help to inspire others to also dream big and live big. And that's my motto this year is to do both those things. So thank you for helping me to share my story and a little bit of the background to how RMA began. Today on the podcast, I'm really excited to bring to you a conversation with one of my closest RMA friends, Jenny Morris. Jenny is from Sydney. She is a mum to Ashton and she was a single mum for quite some years. And when I met Jenny, um, it was at the very beginning of the RMA journey and we have traveled this road together. Jenny has been a huge inspiration to me over the years and a passionate advocate of RMA and also women in our sport. So much so that, you know, as we've grown together as runners, um, we've also both become coaches and Jenny has since joined um, this year the RMA coaching team. So I wanted to introduce Jenny to you and a little bit of her backstory, which you'll find is a really encouraging one. Uh, You know, Jenny started out just like probably a lot of us, just wanting to run for enjoyment. She set herself a few challenges um, along the way and she's come a really long way from just starting and lacing up uh, in her first, I think her first race, as she mentions in the podcast, um, was the City to Serve, which was to do with her policing. She's a police officer And then she has since gone on to run countless marathons, ultra marathons, and 
recently in the last few years, her first 100 miles, and she's going to do even more amazing things. Jenny is passionate and lovable and is also, interestingly, in this podcast, we talk a little bit about what it's like to be getting, I guess, a little bit older as we run. Uh, Jenny is over 50 and I really liked uh, talking to her and do talk to her quite a bit about how that feels and what things we can look forward to as we become older in our running. So without further ado, I'll introduce you to Jenny Morris. Before we begin, a message from this week's sponsor, Physiocram Massage Gel. Physiocram has been helping Running Mums Australia to achieve their running goals for years now and ease those post-training muscular aches and pains. Hurting sucks and Physiocram has our back. To get your own Physiocram, head to www.physiocram.com.au. Don't forget, if you're a member of the member program, you can get 20% off with your member code. You can also find Physiocram at your local pharmacy. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the RMA podcast. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Me too. It's been a while. I've been listening to all the others and I was wondering if you were going to snuggle me up. <laughs> of course I was going to snuggle you up. actually. <laughs> I wanted to have you on, obviously, because you have been a huge part of my life for the last, how many years have I been doing RMA? Six sort years? Connected, yeah. Yeah. So we've been connected for a long time. And obviously you are also one of our RMA coaches, which I'm really excited about. And I've just recorded another podcast with Jody, who's also one of our coaches. I think I'm going to have to get like Kate to come on as well. But I'm really excited because we have such a good team um, of women looking after all the women in RMA now. And so I thought it'd be really interesting to share your story because your story, although you say, isn't that exciting, actually is. If you were <laughs> someone who was, uh, who just, who doesn't know you, who, if we transcribed your achievements with running or even just your, let's call it your journey, your running journey, they would be like, wow, check that out. So I think what you have achieved in your short career as a runner, really, it hasn't been that long, um, has been phenomenal. So I wanted to share that and I'm really proud of you um, as my friend, but also as a runner. I, I look up to you. You have a passion for the sport, obviously very dedicated and she's blushing everyone but <laughs> but you do you have a passion for running I do. I yeah do. and and I think your story is definitely worth sharing so let's go back to the beginning tell me a little bit about where you did grow up and let's start the journey there well I grew up well I was born in Hornsby funnily enough and yeah. grew up um, in Maroubra and you'll know about that area because that's very similar to your story um, and I was actually an overweight child all through primary infants and probably the beginning of high school and my mum sent me to Weight Watchers 
and it taught me about eating. Mm. So I was um, not very active. I only swam and was actually quite a good swimmer. And I, as an asthmatic, as a child, mum thought swimming was good for me and it was, but running was certainly not my forte and mm. something I probably thought I would never do. Um, and then when we were about, I think I was in year eight, we moved from Aruba to Campbelltown, another area that you're aware of, yes. <laughs> um, where I finished um, high school. And it was there that I became friendly with some girls that did sort of run, but we would maybe run one night a week and then we'd stop at the pub and buy a cask of wine and a bag of corn chips and then we'd go home and we'd eat them. So it was more about running and then eating and drinking. We, we, we ran. Somewhat. So that was about my running until um, a young adult. And I think um, I was more of a gym, bit of a gym junkie and used to be go to Feeling fit, or I think it was called, not fitness first back then. Feeling fit, yep. Yeah, feeling fit. And I I started my work career in a bank and used to go to the gym almost every afternoon after work. Um, and that was, you know, picture the leg warmers and G-string leotards and that, that age, because I'm a little bit older than you, Nicole, as you know. <laughs> yeah, in the 90s. So it was in that phase. And it's coming back because you know everything comes back. So wait for those leg, leg warmers will come back. Yeah. Um, so that was, it, running for me was, ne was never anything in my life until um, I remember my friends and I still thought running, you know, once a week via the pub was, was active. And, it, you know, it was to a degree. Um, and then I had a marriage very early on in my life um, and I ran a little bit then and I remember going to Pace Athletic and saying to them um, I want to get a pair of shoes and they're like well you know what for and I said well I'm running and they go how much are you running I said oh, about 17 kilometers or 18 kilometers a week well you're not a serious runner so you don't need to get proper shoes I remember them saying that to me and I went in years later, yeah, after doing really well at UTA, and I said, I had a conversation with someone here, and there you go. <laughs> Many years later, they, they ate their words. <laughs> yeah. um, serious or not, but that was the story. Yeah. Um, so, but to be honest, my first ever running event, I was 43. So I probably should just go back a little bit. After the bank, um, I joined the New South Wales Police Force in 1996. And my first ever running event was the 150th celebration year of policing. And they said, if you want to run the city to surf, you can have a priority start with 150 police. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, okay, I'll do that. Never really run a lot prior to that so I ran that event it's the only time I've ever run city to surf mind you oh and and did it I don't I think 70 minutes I think it was exactly that like five minute k's or something and I said oh that was okay I think I might enjoy this running thing mm -hmm. so from then on I started to enter events mm. 
and that's where my running kind of started. And then I found RMA one day on Facebook and I saw you and it was a black and white photo and you're lying back on a pillow or something. Do you remember that one? It was a profile photo. You can find it. I'll find it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how is running that glamorous? Like she's so gorgeous and she's just <laughs> looks gorgeous. And all these people run like 20 and 30 kilometer runs and it's not even a race. Like who does that? Mm-hmm. Like who runs long runs like that when it's not even, you know, for, for an event. Yeah. And, um, and so I joined and um, started following and reading. And I think I, remember Natalie Murdoch, my girlfriend yeah. um, from the Northern Beaches was the first one I discovered that was in the Northern Beaches that was already on RMA. So I friended her and we went for a run and, you know, as RMA does, you make friends and you meet people yeah. and yeah. it just sort of skyballs from there. But um, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember it was the March or April before the Gold Coast and I was going up to the Gold Coast to run the half and I remember seeing, seeing you and I was all, got to see Nicole, got to meet Nicole, got to say hello. And I tried and I hung, hung in the background. And I never read them. I never introduced myself because I was really embarrassed. Didn't you? I didn't, I didn't have any RMA stuff. I mean, like pink shorts, blue singlet, whatever. Um, but that's still my PB for my half marathon. I still have that from that one. Was <laughs> that your first me. half marathon? It was my third, second okay. or third. Um, well, and then, you know, from there on, yeah. I did longer stuff and yeah. met Kate Haywood after that. And, yeah. you know, she coached me for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. and wow. you know, I've just progressed into a bit of an ultra marathoner now. As yeah. You know. And that's, what's so interesting about your story, Jenny is, well, you know, starting back from the city to surf and then you obviously, had a good experience at that race. And this is something that we talk about a lot on this podcast is if someone has a good experience, then they will often lace up again. And obviously you enjoyed that enough to do something longer. And then obviously found RMA and made some more connections within the running community. Do you think that having those connections like with Nat and other people that you met in the running community made all the difference to you keeping going? Definitely think it um, can, kept up my interest and made me look for more. Mm. And I remember meeting Natalie a few times and after I'd run that half marathon and then running my, a run with her and, I, you know, it comes up every year, my longest run ever, and it was 25 kilometres and I ran it with Natalie. Mm. But I used to say to her, like, I only ever knew one pace, yeah. 4.45 pace. Everything yeah. was 4.45. You know, how can you run 30 kilometres at 4.45 pace? Oh, well, you slow down, apparently. You know, oh, that's what you do. But I'm like, well, that's the only pace my body just yeah. went out and ran because I ran shorter stuff. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, of course, I love ultras now because you can walk in them and climb hills and run that through took you, rivers and all those things. a long time to <laughs> come around to that. And I remember that concept because I, for those listening... I wouldn't run with Jenny that much because I couldn't keep up, number one. <laughs> and she also wouldn't slow down. 
So it was like, I just can't, I can't run with you, Jen, because you're like, you just have one pace, right? Slow down. So it's actually taken a long time, but you really obviously have come to the party now that you'll run with anyone, but um, I do now. <laughs> you've evolved, <laughs> you've evolved. But what was it about running that you really enjoyed when you started out? Um, I do remember going back as well when I started with my running was I was single. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I've been a single mum. I was until my current relationship um, for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I had a bit of a relationship with a guy that I worked with and that ended. And that was around the time I entered that city to surf race. And I enjoyed it and said, I'm going to make running my thing. Mm-hmm. I need to find something to put my time into or my spare time because otherwise I'm just going to sit at home and drink wine, you know, on my own and have no reason not to drink wine, you know, not that I don't still, but there's all a nice balance now. Yeah. Um, so for me, running filled, filled my, um, I, I'm not going to say loneliness because I was never lonely, but it gave me, um, it filled the void, you know, and I found friends to then run with, you know, and all these groups of people just popped up from everywhere. Um, yeah. so yeah and I mean I used to do that group at the Northern Beaches and yeah. I, we did our hill sessions on Tuesday nights with all the lovely ladies down there yeah. and a number of them I coach now as you know yeah. and you're friends with them too um, but I you know I moved from the Northern Beaches and so I don't do that now but it's not to say I couldn't do it again you know yeah. but you know we've got so many groups of people that we can just ring at any minute text let's run let's do this let's do that um and i love it you know um i've always said to you you know rma made me the runner that i am and i really do believe that i do believe it um i would never never knew about races like natalie um don't want to keep talking about her but you know I learned about NRG, like a running group that I became part of, and they were very heavily into six-foot track. And I'm like, what is that? So, you know, of course, I did that and entered it and I've ran it many times now. And I still remember, actually, when both of us went up to six-foot for the training camp. Do you remember that? Yes. yes. And we didn't um, really know each other that well then, but, like, I was injured. I couldn't run because I'd... But I had a sore calf too, remember? My yeah. calf was sore as well. So, you, you know... That was when we met Tova. So it's funny when you look back at the journey and how we've evolved as runners and learned a lot along the way. Um, and, you know, learning, I guess the fundamentals obviously of running, how to do it and how to do it well. Um, and then both of us have since, you know, gone into coaching women, but also we're passionate about connecting women. And I guess, um, helping women to realize their potential and also helping women to find their passion. What is it about coaching women that you really enjoy? Um, Well, there's always a few questions I ask when I meet or talk to someone that's potentially looking for a coach and it's, you know, what are your goals? You know, what, what do you aspire to get out of a coach? You know, what is it that you need from a coach? And, you know, when they tell me what their goals are, you know, and they say, well, I want to do this particular race. I go, well, have you done that distance before? Mm-hmm. And 
you know, what do you want to do this time better? You know, and, and it's a, you know, for me, when I coach someone, I like to hear about what they want to do better or what they want to get out of it. So it's not what I'm going to get out of it, obviously, but for them to achieve their best. Um, and I, I really um, find it hard when I get runners that compare themselves to other runners that I coach or that, that they're close to because I can see that they struggle with that. Mm. And, you know, it takes a lot of people a long time to not do that if they've always run or they've been close to someone else. And, you know, we know what Strava's like. It's, it's a beast. It's out there. It should just be used for your own... Um, Analysis? Yeah, analysis. You know, if you want to go and beat that segment, beat the segment that you did, did it not someone else's best time, you know, achieve your best and you're better. Mm. Um, but I think everyone likes to have a measuring tool and, you know, I just like to see everyone achieve their best. And, and when they tell me that that was a great session or, gee, I really enjoyed that, or that was really bad, but I know why, I'm going to do it better next time. Well, I like that. Like, don't say it's a fail. Like, it's never a fail. It's a, it's a lesson, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I like, you know, watching people achieve their best. Yeah. What do you think is one of the major barriers to women, um, specifically mums, in terms of, running um, and realising their potential? I always do. Obviously, I find out background about women that I would look to coach and and find out, you know, how many children do you have? Do you work? Do you have a partner, a husband? And are they supportive? Mm. And I think it's very, um, well, not important that they've got support, but I like to know if they're, they have freedom to run and if they've got help with their kids, you know, because it's, there's nothing worse than that, you know, anyone that, that can't get the time to go out when you're trying to set a program for them to achieve what they want to achieve. Mm. So I find that, that they're really important things to find out when I do chat to new people. Mm. Um, and then if not, you know, have you got your your community or have you got a tag team thing set up with someone else so that they can help you out and, yeah. and share share the load a little bit with kids because most of RMA have got children clearly <laughs> yeah and it's that juggle right like you've got to be able to program a mum it's like it's not as straightforward as just giving them a program there's a million and one things that can go wrong there's a million and one things they need to do in a day and they have to, maybe they have to run at certain times of the day because they, they don't have access to be able to run in the, in the morning or in the afternoon or even in the middle of the day. Like, so I guess it's just and, running out. And even when you've got people in different states and some have got daylight saving and some haven't and some just have to get run at 4.30 in the morning and I'm like, my God, that's crazy. But that's because that's the only time they can fit it in. Yeah. And then, you know, any time after 6.30, it's just too hot and whatever. So it's like understanding all those differences and um yeah i find that quite interesting i mean how hot's it been this week for us it's like oh, terrible <laughs> humid waiting right now 
know. What do you reckon? Like, have you had any, and you know, I'm sure they wouldn't mind if you shared some parts of their story, but is there anyone that you have been coaching in the last few years that would be a highlight for you um, in terms of where you saw them when they started to them being able to achieve a goal that they had with you coaching? I've got a lot actually. Um, There's obviously a few that come to mind. Like I've coached quite a few ladies to first marathons, first 50s, first 100 kilometer ultra marathons. you know, my two SGs, Sarah, Sarah Greeley and Sophie Gerardy, who you know both very well, have I've helped them over the last couple of years and both achieved amazing results. Um, their first 50s, their first 100s, both of them, and um, really proud of them. And they, you know, they still continue to just amaze me. They're both actually just registered for their first triathlon in February. Oh. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, it was only news to me last week too. Um, so, so now we're programming swimming as well and cycling. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm not really doing much of that, but I'm putting a bit of biking and a bit of running in there. And I can, yeah. sort, I think it's a small, small triathlon, but just yeah. a, a, a fun, yeah. which is fun. And I think, you know, one of them is just coming out of a long injury and this is her way of sort of getting back into the events too. Mm. Um, which is good. And, you know, there are things that obviously as a coach, and you know that too, is managing people when they get injured. You know, it's not all clean sailing. We all get injured. Yeah. Um, and adapting, the, you know, their goal might get longer and longer because of a bit of a hiccup and you just have to adapt and have a little break and then start your rehab and get back into a good training regime. Mm. Um, but, yeah, some big highlights. And some women, you know, I've had people come to me and achieve a lot of things and move on, and I'm still really proud watching their achievements. Mm. Um, yeah, and that happens with coaching too. People do move on yeah. um, sometimes and not for any fault of your own, but they might be able to achieve something better from someone else as well. And, you know, you just wish them luck and watch them from the sideline as well. But they're still friendly and they're still your friends. Yeah. Um, and they're probably, you know, there's one I'm talking about, I think you know who I'm talking about, you know, and she's still in RMA and I'm still really proud of what I see her doing. Mm. So there's a lot, there's a lot out there that I don't think I've ever had someone I've coached not do something amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, they say they've got a goal and they generally will achieve a goal that yeah. they that they want to, to achieve so yeah and that's what they come to you for you know that's that's the reason they come you know is I mean, some come just to tick off at a particular event and might only want a few months or six months of coaching some come and and they're there for you know some have just hung around <laughs> which is great <laughs> can't get rid of them no. so no. If people do are looking for someone i was just saying this before in in Jody's podcast that they can find all the information they need for you guys on the website, on the RMA website. Um, all the coaching profiles are there and we do really have, we're really lucky to have a wonderful team of ladies that are so open to, you know, a different way of coaching. I think to a lot of people like we're flexible, we're mums ourselves. We understand what it's like. 
and um, we're passionate about helping women achieve their goals. So people can go there um, to get any information. Is there something, is there a piece of advice that you would give someone, and we'll probably stop about talking about the coaching in a minute and get all back to you, but is there a piece of advice that you would give someone who was starting out on their running journey, one piece of advice that you think would be the most crucial advice you could give? You know, there'd be a reason that someone wants to begin and it, and they need to just hone in on that. Is it for fitness? Is it for weight loss? Is it to just be healthy? Mm. Um, and if running is new to them, well, they just have to start slowly, you know, put your shoes on, get out the door and move. And if it's just walking and you break into little jog steps gradually, well, that's what you do. And I mean, you wouldn't even get a coach for something like that, I would suggest, because you know, you do have to pay us, unfortunately. Our time isn't free. Um, but, you know, just to get out the door is free. You know, put your shoes on. They don't have to be fancy. You don't have any fancy clothes. Just go outside and breathe some air and move. Mm. And eventually, you know, you'll, it'll become habit yeah. and then you can start moving more. Mm. So I think that's the only advice I would give for someone that's not ever run before is just go out the door and give it a go. <laughs> yeah. And you never yeah. know, you might end up like Jenny Morris running oh, hundred milers, <laughs> <laughs> coaching other ladies. You never know. So let's go into a little bit more of your journey. Cause I find it really fascinating where you started. Um, and when we met, like, it's true. Like, I, I think I was running the ultras and you were like, that's crazy. And then we just like, maybe there was a bit of influence there. Sorry. But anyway, you ended up running them too. What would be, we don't want to go through every race because we'll be here all night. Like, seriously, we would. You've got this very long list of races. The first race we ran to get race together. Which race was that? Do you remember? Hang on. I picked you up and I met you properly for the first time to go to Coastal Classic. Oh, Coastal. There you go. With That's Natalie really as coastal. well. Back in 2014. Yeah, the it first was. Coastal Classic where it was just a mud pit. Yes, yes. That was before they had all the duck boards. Yeah, and, yeah. And, oh, my yeah. gosh. It was bad. Like six hours or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Hey, <laughs> Kate was coaching me then and I had just informed her the week before that that I was going to run my first marathon, which was two weeks after Coastal Classic. So she's like, oh, no, um, well, you'll have to make... And I said, oh, and I'm running Coastal Classic. So that became my longest run ever. <laughs> Coastal Classic, which was 29Ks or 30Ks for my marathon two or three weeks later. There you go. So I do remember that race because... You guys were ahead of me um, and I was like pretty broken by the time I got to that point. <laughs> it was my, that was my longest race. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah, mud bath out there. Yeah, it was a mud bath <laughs> and there was just, there was no, it was unrelenting. That's all I remember. But it was a good challenge. It was a good challenge. And I guess that's, that's actually a really good question is, what is it about the challenge of racing that you really enjoy? Because you do love the racing. I did used to race more often mm. until I became a coached runner mm. and that changed my outlook and made me focus on particular events as opposed to just 
running events. And, um, and as a coach, I see that now and I understand that concept. You just can't race every month, which I did kind of do back then. Um, But what I do like is, and now I think more particular, but is looking for something that I haven't done before, ticking off a new thing Mm. um, and which I have now registered for some new things that I've never done before. And I don't want to, there were a lot of years I kept repeating the same events, you know, with maybe one or two other ones sort of sneaking in and I'm trying not to do that now Mm. because there's so many out there. So, uh, you know, it's, it's looking for something new and a different area to do something. It might be the same distance, but let's do it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, that, that's what events are for me right now. Yeah. Looking for something new and something, a new challenge. Yeah. And what yeah. is it about the actual challenge that brings um, you to the, yeah, just brings you to the race? What do you like about it? I mean, we know none of us go into a race if it's going to be easy. Let's be honest. Huh. So what is it about (laughs) the challenge of a race that gets your toes tingling? Is it that you might think it's almost that little bit out of your reach or is it that you like think uh, you've got it in the bag? Like what is it about the challenge? Because I know what it is for me, but what is it for you about that challenge? I never go into a race feeling like I've got it in the bag. That's for sure. Um, you know, when I've run the UTA course, I've run it plenty of times, whether I've raced the same distance or I've run it in training. So I know the course, but every day is different on the course. And you know that. You've ran it, you've raced it, you've trained on it. It changes. Yeah. It's forever changing. Um, so I've never, ever gone into any of those races thinking I've got it in the bag. If every 10 minutes, something can change. Yeah, um, 100%. So that in itself is is what's appealing about racing an event, is overcoming the next challenge or the next 10Ks or the next whatever, the next hurdle that gets thrown at you, mm. um, whether it be a niggle or something, a fueling issue or your water, you drop your water, you haven't refilled, whatever, just overcoming challenges because you're running with your life support on your back there until you get to another aid station. So, you know, it's, it's adjusting as things go really in those long events. Um, Has there been a time and it doesn't even have to be a specific event, but it can be if you want to say that, or it can be a time in your running career or anything that you have had to overcome specific challenges or um, hurdles um, obstacles, let's say, and how did you navigate that? Is it this? No, last year, um, UTA 100, which leads into my first miler. So I ran UTA 100 hoping that my calf would hold out and knowing that I had entered my first miler, which was only in the July preceding the you know May race, so seven weeks later, and I knew when I was running Ultra Trail um, that my calf was not feeling strong, but I, I made a sacrifice during that race to pull out before I did it any more damage because I really wanted to run my first 100 miler, which was, as, as I said, only some weeks later. Yeah. So I did pull out at 45 kilometres, um, 
at six foot track and um, ran 30, you know, a training run the next weekend and knew I would make the start of my 100 miler and went into that excited. Yeah. Um, and that race was going really, really well. And around 70 k's, my calf blew up. <laughs> so I had to adjust. Um, and I was on the phone to my partner, Alan. And I just said, because at 80, around the 80 something kilometer mark, he was able to start pacing me. And I just said, get some tape. We're going to tape my leg. I don't know if you're starting with me or if I'm going to finish. Just have it ready. If we're going to go, it's going to be slow. <laughs> Does that exactly the words you use, Jenny? Oh <laughs> I'm sure and, it might have been a little different, but we can't say those words on yeah, this podcast. I'm sure there's a video. <laughs> sure and and yeah. Sophie was there then too. Sophie and her husband Matt were. It was because the Gold Coast weekend, the same yeah. weekend, and they were running that marathon. So they come up to Brisbane to jump in and support me a little bit before the race the next day. Um, and I couldn't get on to Alan. I'm ringing Sophie and it's always comedy of errors, you know, as, as you do, you just call anyone you can. And um, so anyway, I did, you know, taped it up. We went out there, we kept going and it was, you know, if Coastal Classic in 2014 was a mud bath that was just Kokoda <laughs> times a thousand. <laughs> it was horrible. So I did. I finished that um, that event with a very damaged calf. Um, I remember watching you. In fact, I have a video of you walking up the stairs at the airport the next day. <laughs> I know. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your question was adjusting, was it, or overcoming? Yeah, like how, did, how did you respond to that? I guess. Well, I I just that barrier. Yeah. I knew I wanted to finish, and I entered that event to finish. I'd never run 100 miles before. Um, and I wanted to push myself and, you know, was there bone sticking out? No. So I kept going. <laughs> That's <laughs> not no really blood, a good, no good policy. Out. There was no blood. Um, yeah. And I did finish and I actually was second in that race. And, you know, I don't podium very often. And I achieved something that I thought I couldn't do. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of that, but not because I got a second place, but because I finished. Um, yeah. I was 10 minutes within cutoff. There was only two females that did finish. Mm. So it was, that was an achievement in itself. Mm. It really was. What was it like to run 100 miles? What would you equate that to? Like, what's that like? What's it feel like to run 100 miles? I probably only ran about 60 of it. Let's be honest. <laughs> There's a lot of walking involved. Yeah. It took me 29 hours um, and 50 minutes. I think the cutoff was 30 hours. Yeah. So I didn't sleep. Um, but I want to do it again and I will do it again because I, I want to do it better mm. without an injury. And I won't do the same course, but I definitely will do that distance again. Mm. And I have plans to do something bigger than that yeah coming next or next six months um so yeah you know there are ways to push your body past things you you know not over overcome and past limits that you thought you probably never could yeah um 
and I did have a torn, a grade two tear in my calf. It was very bruised and I did take some, yeah, a long time to recover from that. But, you know, I've recovered. We all do. We all can <laughs> and run again. So, yeah. What do you tell yourself in those moments when it is hard? You're out there, it's muddy, it's dark, you're on your own, your calf's obviously hurting, or even in any race you've been in, that you everybody goes into the pit at some point. <laughs> what do you tell yourself to help propel yourself forward to keep moving? You said, do you have mantras? What do you do? There are some mantras. There's one I use, and Jodie will remember this because I shared it with her once and she likes it too. And it's just um, finish what you started is oh, one of my biggest mantras. Love that. You know, and I've done that in a 10K run that's hurting. Finish what you started. You started this. You, you entered this race. Finish it. Yeah. <laughs> However you do finish, but finish it. And that's one of my biggest mantras. Not, you know, and I love you're strong. You gave birth. You can do this. We're all, women are strong. All those, they're all wonderful mantras. But I, I particularly like, you know, finish what you started. And you can use that for anything, really. Mm. Oh, not like just that. running. I actually yeah. haven't heard that one, but I really like it's that. It's a good one, isn't it? It's a great one. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Um, I, I always find it interesting to ask the guests what their best running moment was. Have you got one that you, and it doesn't even have to be a massive race. It might be. But when you think over your racing career or running career, let's just say in the last, you know, however many years you've been running, what stands out to you as a moment where you just felt so happy like it was just meant to be? I do. There is one that comes to mind um, and it was a 25-kilometre race up at Glenbrook. And um, my partner, Alan, and I had only been together about nine months and he was the first male to finish and I was the first female. And I just loved that. It was a bit wanky, I know, but hey. <laughs> um, and it just was, but it was more, he's a very good runner, very able. And it was more when I finished and he said, I just couldn't believe you were coming through first. Like I was so happy. And I think that made it really happy for me because he said that <laughs> yeah I was proud of you yeah oh, yeah yeah that he was proud of me not and, and the funny thing is the year prior I was actually second female two minutes faster than coming first that year oh. so there you go so it, it's not even that it was my fastest on that course mm. <laughs> it was just because of that race so yeah that was my probably one of my most memorable and happy running moments mm. <laughs> and like She's really blushing now, but like, can share that. <laughs> yeah, we're sharing. Um, but like, you know, that's, that has been like a highlight for me actually in the past few years is that because we've known each other for so long, I knew you as single Jenny, right? Single running <laughs> Jenny who ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. Cause as you said, it filled the void and you really did. You ran all the time. I know. <laughs> and, um, and especially cause you know, a lot of the work you did too was, was like, shifts and like you'd have being a police officer you'd have four days off in a row all that kind of thing so you were able to run a lot and I have really enjoyed watching this new journey of you <laughs> um meeting Alan and there's just this 
personality that's come out in you and just this spark, this real joy. And I just think <laughs> it's so beautiful because you're both so, like, so I know it's so soppy. Well, was it? We're so soppy. Oh, so soppy. But you know, you're both passionate about a similar thing, which is so nice because you get to share that time together. And that's what I really love about running with Mark. Like when I go running with him, when he decides to run, he's, he's retired for a little bit again, but he'll come back because <laughs> UTA is coming. So he's coming okay. back. But like, you know, I love that. I love spending time with him. And, you know, even just through all the posts, I mean, we talk all the time, but just the photos you put up with you and Alan off your run on the weekend or whatever, it's so nice that you guys get to share that time together. What's that mean to you to have a partner that is interested in the same thing as you? It makes life easier. Like, you know, we share, um, we have time at home with and without children. So we capitalise on those times without, obviously, for our running. And that's this week. And, you know, even last night, I'm running tomorrow. Are you running in the morning? Okay, yep, yep. Get your gear out. Alarm's going to be set at 5.40. Don't take forever, you know, because I'm a quick getting ready. He's not as quick as me. I'm just telling you that. (laughs) But, yeah, so, you know, we just, it's planned, you know, get your gear out and we'll just go. Um, Can we talk about what goals you have this year? I have registered for my first um, 24-hour track event in June next year, the Mm. one down at um, Sutherland, Stephen Redfin's race. So that's all new to me um, and will be quite exciting. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of faces down there that we know through the running community. Um, And it's very close to your your own suburb, isn't it, Nicole? (laughs) So five minutes, Jenny, five minutes. I will be there. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be running yet. I still haven't. I know they've probably sold out now, but I'm sure I can nab an entry somehow. Sure, Stephen will sort you out. I'm and, still just um, on the fence. <laughs> I'm just not sure. No, no. I don't know what's taking me so long. And after you convinced me and Alan and I discussed it, um, we're going to go down to Hasten and do, well, it's the 115 in October that you're also running. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, so that's two big races, which is enough for now. There might be some small ones that will find their way in there, just the sort of training races. But um, yeah. that'll be my two big goals. And, um, yeah, so it'll be my first year without Ultra Trail having an appearance. But I'll, I'll be up there that weekend to support runners that I will be coaching and runners are my friends. Um, yeah. And possibly even crewing for someone um, at this stage. But, um, yeah, I mean, I won't miss UTA because it's, it's a big, big weekend and it's fun. And I think more so fun when you're not running, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Um, so they're my two events for the coming year, mm. I think. And That's exciting. Be- I mean, with the track ultra... What are you looking forward to most about that? Like, it's a whole new event for you. What I mean, I know you've run in circles before because we've both done Central <laughs> Park Ultra. You've done Narrabeen all nighter, which is circles too, um, but a bit bigger. <laughs> so what do you think it's going to feel like to run around an athletics track for 24 hours? Absolutely no idea. I've, I have run a half marathon on, at Narrabeen track once. Yeah. Um, Alan and I did some crazy... COVID um, runs one some mornings for our RAV team and did 20-odd kilometres each around Gore Hill Oval, which is our local um, oval. Um, but 
24 hours will be a whole new distance and time and a very mental um, challenge. Yeah. I am quite sure of that. Um, Plus it's going to be cold. I'll say it'll that. be cold. <laughs> it's like the fridge at that athletics track. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> yeah. So there'll be a lot of different training, I imagine, and yet, yeah. yet to sort of focus on that. But um, again, you know, why am I doing it? It's a challenge. It's new. Um, I know I can run for that length of time, yeah. hence my miler, but it will probably be very different. You know, and you've got that same terrain. It's going to be very boring and monotonous. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things I'll have to overcome, I'm sure, during that. How do you think you'll approach training for that type of event? Um, I really don't know. I know there'll be a lot of walk. There'll be some walk uh, walks appearing in training too, um, not just, you know, like, Walk running, run walking, yeah. as well as um, a dedicated probably a walking to try and walk fast, teach yeah. you, you know, trick your body into walking fast. Um, but I do, I do like to walk anyway, and I, I do that sort of during my week. Anyway, and I think I know that I, I hear a lot of runners say, you know, go for a 10k walk and just see what how sore your muscles are the next day. Yeah. And you do, you use very different muscles to walk than you do to run. Yes. Uh, but I don't think that that will be a problem for me because I've always put walking in my weeks of running anyway. So um, anyway, but there be there will be some different training in you know in the lead up to that. I'm sure. <laughs> so stay tuned. It's I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I'll be there to cheer you around. Keep going, Jenny. <laughs> One more lap <laughs> and another one. More. One. And, and another, another one. <laughs> one more hour. <laughs> that's right. I'll be there. You know, I mean, that's the beauty of it being around the corner for me is I'm really excited about yeah, it. I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people that I'm mean, listening that don't really know Sydney, I mean, Jenny and I, we're really close, right? We talk all the time, every week pretty much, but we really don't see each other a hell of a lot because no one crosses the bridge. I mean, <laughs> the bridge. You're on one end of Sydney and I'm on the other. We don't cross the bridge unless we have to. <laughs> really, we're like 35 minutes apart by car. It's nothing. Oh, no, so, so funny. It's something that's going to happen more. I promise. I know. I know. I know. That's so funny. What do you love most about being part of the running community? Um, well, all of my friends, you know, I don't think there's anyone I talk to in the week that is not someone I've met through running. Mm. You know, I don't really connect with many old school friends anymore. Um, not by choice. It's just how it's evolved. Mm. Um, and, you know, especially a, having a partner that's a runner too. So, I mean, he's connected mostly through his running friends. Mm. And, you know, we're having people around this weekend and they're all running friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in a combination of his and mine. And it's just, I, I think that's what I like the most is, um, is just the people that you've met and the connections. Um, and, they're, and they're genuine, lifelong friends, really. Do you think there's something different about runners? They're all crazy. <laughs> Compared to the, the rest of the community. Like, what do you think that, what, um, what traits do you think runners have? Commonalities. Yeah. Um, 
I think everyone's pretty down to earth. I think at this point in your life, you know, most runners don't really care about what you eat mm. or drink because it's all, you know, and this is just me speaking from my opinion, I guess, is, you know, it's all about balance. And, you know, I certainly like to have a drink of wine or a cider um, and I like ice cream and I like cake and I eat bread, mm. you know, and, and I love a salad just as much as the next person. But I've never not been one to, to just fuel my body properly. Mm. And, and I like that about, um, you know, all the people that we connect with and we, you know, spend time with is we all go to the pub and we have a drink and we have a steak and we have mm. a good meal and I like the sharing, you know. And, and I've caught up with you at your place, Nicole, and with other people and we've always sat and ate and enjoyed a, a drink and I like that. I like the the sharing and the fun and the, you know, what running brings. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, it brings people together. That's what it does. It's- yeah. And even if it's just a coffee after a run or whatever, but it's just that, you know, run more to have that connection afterwards. Mm. You know, if you're not going to talk while you're running because you can't, you know, well, then you do it all afterwards. <laughs> what do you think, like, if you fast forward now, 20 years, even 10 years into the future? I'd say 20. <laughs> you know how old I am, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we won't disclose that. Um, where do you think you will be in terms of running in, where, where would you like to be on your running journey in 10 years, maybe? Well, it's funny because Alan and I always say, you know, when we stop running, we have to start eating a bit better. He's like, well, we'll wait and see where that happens. <laughs> um, I think we, you know, we are in our fifties. I'm only just, but I, I think I'd, I still have a good 10 years left and I obviously the pace will slow down, but I don't think we won't be challenging ourselves. I think there'll still be long stuff out there. Yeah. And I just don't think you'll be able to run as much during the week, you know, because you'd probably be more tired because we're just going to be so old. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually one of the questions when I put up about doing the podcast. I wanted some really specific questions people would want to know. And actually one of them was, (laughs) I feel bad. (laughs) You can say it. (laughs) But one of them was about age, like, and that's actually a question for anybody anyway, at any stage of life, but but specifically I'd say over 40, right? Um, And as being a coach and a runner, what do you think we need to think about and what do you think about more in your own experience um, that you need to, I guess, pay more attention to now as an older runner? Well, it's it's interesting because I didn't really start till my mid-40s. So um, I wasn't, I've never really, I can't say I've been plagued by injuries because I really haven't. Yeah. Um, I have got a sore back right now. And I think it's attributed to the Narrabeen all-nighter event the other, last weekend where I was running and then sitting down and yeah. in, in like a Bunnings chair, you know, with no support then getting up and running again and sitting down. But I've seen the physio and I'm, you know, I've, I've sorted that out. So I think um, you do need to listen to your body um, and, you know, if something's hurting do something about it um, and stay strong, you know, 
put yeah. the strength in there. And, you know, I do that with all of, I always say to someone I'm looking at coaching, do you do any strength work? Um, I should. And, I, you know, we all should. We all should do more. And I don't do as much as I should either. Yeah. But I do know I need to and I always make sure I talk about that <laughs> to, yeah. to runners. So they're the things. And, you know, just fueling your body properly. Yeah. I, I'm not one to take um, supplements. Yeah. I'm not against them. I just have never, never have needed to. I may need to in the future. I don't know. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of amazing ones out there to help you when you get to that, that age, if, if it's what your body needs. Mm. Um, but, you know, for us and, you know, in our, I think Alan and I are doing okay. <laughs> you know, we're not breaking yet. No. Um, but we, you know, we do have a few things that we have to pay attention to. And I think you just have to listen to your body. That's it. And I think that's, that's the key is listen to your body. And I think as you know, I just know my own experiences, I've gotten that little bit older. I notice I don't recover as quickly as I used to, or as easily. I need more sleep. I need more rest and recovery, especially after a big event. Um, I might get niggles a little bit. If I do too much, like I might start to feel it a bit more than I used to feel it. So I have to just pay particular attention to my nutrition and my, and my recovery. They're the, they're the big ones, but especially, and I like that you touched on the strength because that is one thing that I'm really bad at, which I always have great intentions, but time-wise never can quite fit. But this year in 2021, moving forward, I really want to make the effort, especially when I'm going to go in to do a big race like Payson. I need to be strong because I'm not getting any younger. My body's going to break down. And really, like, you know, you say, oh, I haven't got time to do strength, but you just need 20 or 30 minutes once yeah. or twice a week is all you really need right. to focus on those run-specific strength exercises, you know, yeah. mostly for your core and your legs and, and so on. So, I mean, it, it really isn't a big chunk of your week yeah. to put in there. And, you know, we all need to do that. Yeah. We really do. <laughs> Let's, um, before we finish up, I want to do the RMA hot lap quickly with you, which is those five quick questions. But before we do, could you just, and without us, us going into big detail, but could you tell everybody some of the key races that you think have changed you as a runner? Definitely the Brisbane Trail Ultra. That was my 100-miler. Um, it made me realise what, I, how far I can push my body. Um, being my only miler, but because I, you know, suffered a pretty serious injury throughout it. Um, UTA hundred is a special place for me. Um, yeah. Having started it four times and finished it three times. <laughs> um, massive, really, when you think about it. <laughs> massive, yeah. Um, and not yet got my silver buckle. I was nine minutes off once and I will try and get back there. <laughs> and probably my, probably Canberra um, where I marathon. Um, I have run it a few times and that's where I hold my, my marathon PV. So I guess I, that's quite special for me. Mm. I'd say those would be three main events. Yeah, oh, that's good. In fact, I go. thought you might actually say Boston or something, but no. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that, that was my, yeah. So, yeah, I have run Boston, obviously. 
uh, you know, Al, and Al and I were going to meant to go back this year together, which was really would have been quite special. Unfortunately, yeah. that didn't happen. But um, yeah, we might be able to go back and do that again, and that might be another special um, event. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't even think to say Boston. Isn't that funny? I just um, remember the photo of you with your hands in the air. <laughs> like, yeah, so it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty memorable. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that was a goal to get there and you got the qualifier and you got there and you did it. But yeah, I that's do where, think one, that's where your age is better because you can get yeah, I know. those races. <laughs> make it one day, if I want to run another marathon, that is, <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's do the RMA hot lap. I love the RMA hot lap because I like to find out what people like. So five quick questions. The first one is, what is your favourite race nutrition now? I use um, Morten's gels. Oh, nice. Mm. Who else said they use those recently? Someone I was speaking to. They're good. They're like vodka jelly shots without the vodka. That's the consistency that they're really good. Okay. I'll have to try them. I've never tried them. Um, speed or distance? Distance. Most <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. In fact, uh, Jodie said speed and I knew she'd say that too. <laughs> um, your favourite outfit to wear running? My Lulu shorts. Oh, funny. Jodie said that too. <laughs> oh, she's a copycat. <laughs> <laughs> I like them too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Which ones do you wear? I wear the speed. Yeah. They're called speed shorts, yeah. They're the ones they just stopped making, apparently. Is that I, the one? I heard that. Yeah. I got two for my birthday this month, so Alan must have got them a while ago. Uh, maybe they'll that. listen to this podcast and they'll start making them again. <laughs> please, please. Um, what can't you go without on a long run or race? You know, I, ha I guess it's a watch. It has to be. The mine's a Sunto, but I'm... I'm Tending to not like it so much anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna get a chorus. I'm gonna buy one. That's ah, gonna be yeah, I have been looking at that myself. Actually, I've heard good things. Okay, this question's a little bit trickier. What is your why? I don't even know how to answer that. My why do I run? Yeah. That, uh, because it's it's part of me. I just can't not run. I don't think I could go for a week without running or, a, you know, I can't, not a, definitely a day, but, mm. you know, unless there was something preventing me, it, I just have to run. Mm. Um, mm. It's, I don't even know why. Um, it's just part of me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's my I why. That. I love that. Thanks for joining us, Jen. And thanks for sharing your story. I've absolutely loved sharing it with the world and i just think it's a privilege to know you and i think it's a privilege to be your friend and i'm excited for this year to see you to try some things you haven't done before excited thank you i mean i i mean it from with all sincerity that i and i've said it to other people before i would not be the runner i am today having not stumbled across rma um i probably would have never met the people that i know obviously, um, may have met them through other circles, but you're to blame and you have to take that responsibility. That one little, <laughs> you're to find that photo, that black and white photo of your hair everywhere. I'm going, I have to find that, photo. that's a glamour shot. That's not a running person. Yeah, Who I don't think I was running when I took that. No, you weren't. <laughs>
but Aww. you are to blame but thank you oh you're welcome it, it's a good thing to be responsible for <laughs> i'm so privileged to like be in that position where i've met such amazing friends and women who are changing the world basically i think thank you for joining us for another episode of the rma podcast i hope you loved listening to jenny's story I look forward to bringing you more episodes in the coming weeks. Stay tuned and please head over, subscribe, rate, review and share with your friends. Until next time.